Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we're going to talk about the week that was in week 10 of the NFL season and look behind the curtains and take a peek at week 11. Kevin, what's up, man? How you doing? Chilling. If anybody's watching this, you may see me uh, a faux pas here chewing gum, but it's helping me stop from coughing so much. So uh, I'm going to keep chewing it. Dude, everybody is sick right now. I'm, I'm a teacher at an elementary school, and I would be willing to bet close to 50% of my students are hacking it up all over my gym. Yeah, it, it's a mess. It, it's bad here, too. Uh, my daughter, one of her friends, has just had pneumonia. Another one is home now with the flu. It's just my mom has been really sick. We that's been a that's its own story. But yeah, you're right, dude. It's uh two years of people not really doing much, no immunities anymore, and even the smallest of colds are just taking over. Yeah, man. Um, and for both of the people who watch the video uh, of this, you may notice my background is a little different. I I uh, upgraded a bit. Uh, we have our get your bell rung football podcast. Uh, in the back, and then we also have one of my prized possessions, a autographed picture of Brandon Graham as he is sacking Tom Brady and stripping him in uh, the Super Bowl that the Eagles were victors of. So that is fantastic and much better to look at, um, in my opinion. Do I know last week you said things were looking up for you? Um, for me this week, it was a very up and down week. It seemed like for every down there was an up, for every up there was a down. Um, for example, I won my league of record, but I lost Dallas Goddard. So now I'm scrambling for a tight end. Uh, I went six and two in my season long leagues, uh, but I sucked in our one and done league and my Eagles lost, but so did the saints. And we currently have the fourth overall pick because the saints are awful. And, uh, I gotta say, I'm loving that. Yeah, my uh, I went 0-2 in my league of record. I got killed because the guy I was playing, the Bear, or no, uh, it's actually Two Nut, had um, uh, Justin Fields. He has him and Lamar Jackson, but he's going to lose Nothing. them both. Jackson will be a free agent, and Fields is going to be a holdout, so that's funny. But I lost to the yeah. league average by five because of your blessed, blessed Eagles refused to use Miles Sanders, and they decided they weren't going to play defense last week. All I needed was five more points, and I would at least win one and one. But what are you going to do? I had another big week, and then once it's done, I'm up to third, almost to first. Not that I give two craps about regular season titles in that league, or any league for that matter. Uh, but yeah, I had a good week. So I played Fields like half the over half of our league played Justin Fields last week. But Cole Komet did me justice, as did my boy uh, Christian Kirk. And boy, were we wrong on him. The dude's throwing up some serious numbers. He yes. has been so we were right about him being the number one receiver. And oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 that. And he but, would do okay. He's He is definitely outperforming what we thought he would do. It almost looks as though the Jags made a smart move because that was the big thing. It wasn't that we were – anybody thought he couldn't have a decent year. It's just like, really, you're paying this guy like top five right. wide receiver money? Christian freaking Kirk? Yep. And, boy, he's, uh, he's showing, if anything, it's a bargain. Now they just need to start winning. Especially, you know, two, even just two years from now, whenever – who knows where the wide receiver contract prices are going to be in, oh, yeah. by then. It's, might be a huge – we might be not even top 20 by then. 
Yeah, and I know you're upset with uh, with my Eagles, but they continue to make great moves. Um, you even texted me today about it. They uh, they lost Jordan Davis, that their excellent rookie run stopper. Uh, I think before he went down, when he was on the field, they were only averaging like 3.6 <laughs> yards a carry or something. And obviously the last two weeks since he's been out, they've been run all over. Damian Pierce two weeks ago. Um and Brian Robinson, Antonio yeah. Gibson this past week. So what they do? They went out, they signed Linville Joseph, veteran run stopper, and and Dominican Sue. It's you I think the text you sent me said the rich get richer. Now I did. I yeah, and I get it, but it's just the the GM, Howie Roseman, is so smart in how he builds his teams inside out. That's why we were able to win the Super Bowl. And Nick Sirianni is all for it and willing to, you know, cater his team around the talent that he has. But the best part um, is that Jeffrey Laurie, the owner, he stays completely out of it. You never hear about the only thing you hear about Jeffrey Laurie is when he every single home game he tailgates in the parking lot with Eagles fans. That's what he does. He he doesn't do the Jerry Jones thing. He's not, you know, overbearing. He's not telling everybody what to do. He hires guys that know what to do and gets out of the way. It is honestly, I feel so great about this, the front office and the coaching. I, I mean, it is just I'm over the moon with how they're doing things in Philadelphia. It is good. It is very good right now. Yeah. I mean, it's this Steinbrenner story. In the late seventies, they were the Yankees are good. In the eighties, he decided to start rubbing his nose in and they just they were the epitome of trash in Major League Baseball. Eventually, he decides to back off, hires Cashman, hires Torrey, and just stays away. Next thing you know, they're winning, 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 winning. Because most of these owners, they're businessmen, and they're amazing businessmen, or they wouldn't have the billions of dollars needed to buy NFL teams. But they don't know football, and they might know it to a certain point, but they don't know it like the people that have been in it their entire lives know it. So, yeah, dude, they look great. They keep making great moves. Um and the thing is, it's not really. This isn't really an all-in situation either, because most of your guys are signed for relatively manageable contracts. Now you win a Super Bowl, all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of people demanding more money, or the or the press, the media demanding it for them. But man, they got they got a squad. Uh, how they lost? The pressure's off now. Commanders was a little crazy, but again, I, I mentioned last week. I you you felt otherwise. You wanted them to beat the seventy-two Dolphins. But I, I think this was a true wake-up call, and they're going to finally realize, you know what, this is the NFL, and you go out and you have one more turnover in that game than they had the entire season, four to yeah. three. Uh, you do things like that, the penalties, just the the, the botched plays, and, and the strange play calling. I know you didn't think it was, but I did. Uh, you're going. You we'll can talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Uh, and then the last really news or anything we need to say is that the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns game that was scheduled for Buffalo, uh, I believe, has been moved to Detroit because they are expecting up to six feet of snow in Buffalo. And, dude, I, I heard the fancy footballers on their um, episode today, Thursday. They were talking about this, and they were like, man, you know, if there were only a way to build a stadium with – um." With like a with like a top on it, right? Like a hat to keep these elements away. It would be phenomenal if they could do that. And then if they were going to build a brand new stadium, maybe they could, maybe they could put a, a top 
on that as well. And well, so they are building their new stadium, right? And isn't it supposed to be a retractable roof? I don't think so. They're just going straight I, up open air. Okay. I, I think I could be mistaken. I like it. Um, I think they should be playing in the snow. You were at that snow just, game in, in Philly. It, yeah, it was pretty cool. It it yeah, really was. I, I just this is a once in a in a while thing. It's it's rare that you get six feet of snow in one weekend. So I, I like open air. I wish they all were. I I'd love the day of domes to just disappear. Well, I can tell you as a player, I was not a huge fan of it. Well, especially now that the players and the union are going to demand all grass fields. You got to have some way to get some sunlight and it takes more than just sprinkling some water on it. Yeah, well, that's weird for me. I I love the next turf. My my college, we uh we had the the Ravens. They did their summer camp at my college uh, at the time, and so we uh we ended up with the same game field that they have at MT Bank Stadium, uh, and it's at next turf stuff. I loved it. Cool. Far in the summertime, it gets really really hot, but far superior to grass in my opinion. Fair enough. All right, sir. You ready to roll on with this uh, week ten? Indeed. Falcons drop one to the Panthers. Um, no one worth starting in a Falcon uniform, unless maybe you threw Drake London in there and he scored a touchdown, but still barely got you double digit fantasy points. Uh, and then the Panthers, Deonta Foreman dominated again, 130 yards on the ground, plus a touchdown. LaVisca Chenault stealing a touchdown on a rush, a long rush, like a 40 it yard was, rush. Yeah, it was sort of, um, I mean, it was obviously a rush, but it was, a, it was, it was one of those ones when they did it, it actually looked like a sort of a long swing pass. But I guess when yes. they Elias went back and looked, they saw that it went backwards about two inches. And then what really annoyed me was Terrace Marshall is the leading receiver with 43 yards, but only had one catch. One. And this catch, he like rumbles and bumbles and stumbles and, you know, breaks six tackles getting this 43 yards, but he had one catch. <clears throat> Why are you not yeah. feeding this guy the ball? He, I know, I know DJ Moore is DJ Moore, but Terrace Marshall, he might be your best receiver with his size and speed. I don't know, man. They got to get this guy the ball more. I, I think part of it, too, was that the entire game was played in the rain and parts of it were played in monsoon conditions. So so that put a damper on a, a lot of it. Uh, but for the Falcons, you you know, if you were in a tough spot, playing Mariota last week wasn't bad. Got you 18.5 points. You had two touchdowns. Not Not spectacular, but not awful either. If right, if you're you know hurting on bye weeks or injuries, yeah, you're fine it's with just, that. That's yeah, definitely it's just a sloppy game all around, and two teams that aren't very good playing in a monsoon just makes it ugly football. Right. Uh, another guy that did better than I thought he was going to do was Geno Smith. He ended up with right around, I believe, twenty fantasy points playing yeah. in and the, the NFL's first game in Germany. Um, Kenneth Walker. Wow. Granted, six for 55 through the air, but 10 carries for 17 yards on the ground. We have not seen this from him yet. Um, I, someone I heard, on, I don't know, the radio or someone somewhere mentioned that he is, he is very Derrick Henry-like characteristic where he's going to get you. It's just a matter of time until mm -hmm. he does. It came through the air in this one, not on the ground. Um, but but I like it. I, I, I like that comparison because not that he's Derrick Henry, but he – He's going to get you eventually. He's going to break one. Um, DK Metcalf, six for 71, but did not score. Tyler Lockett did. So you're good with that. Um, and that really, not a, not a whole lot going on in this one. Tom Brady, 
Uh, at least he had two touchdowns. He didn't have 300 yards passing. We did have two touchdowns and a pick. This, I think the biggest story in this one, two, we got Chris Godwin getting his first touchdown of the season. So way to go, Godwin. And Rashad White taking over this this game. Yep. 22 carries. Um, was at eight more than Leonard Fournette. And he had 105 yards compared to Fournette's 57. Now, Fournette did score, but Rashad White, buddy, this – they're, they they got to buy this week. This might be a changing of the guard in that backfield, and I well, hope they've that, already I doubt, said it. Yeah, they've already. Well, we'll out see. Said, he said White. Well, what they said was White will be the starter going forward, but they'll continue to do the hot hand and share share the backfield. Right. So we'll have to see what that means. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's an accurate statement. We will have to see what that means. Um, I I don't trust either of them to play because you don't know who which one is going to get it. Which one's going to get the touchdowns? Um. As for the Seahawks, yeah, not not spectacular. Gino got a lot of points in the second half. I think they had what like a field goal at halftime. Uh, Bucks didn't look stellar, but looked good, looked strong, played good defense, and man, with the rest of that division, five and five looks awfully good, doesn't it? These, yeah, yeah, it does. These these Europe games, man, it just, I don't know. It doesn't. It never pans out. It's not what you. You know, it's not like the the next game we're going to talk about, the Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns. When's the last time a team scored 39 like Miami did? When's the last time a team did that in Europe? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the time change. Maybe it's the excitement. Sure. They forget about the football. Maybe it's just that they schedule these games a year ahead of time and the teams aren't always stellar, but they send. Because even the Seahawks, as well as they've been playing, they're what, six and four? It's not It's not yeah. like they're, they're, they're you know the gangbusters of the league. But they can easily win that division, man. Oh, they absolutely could. Your your hey, Niners it, pulled one out the other day. That that looked nice to help them. But the Rams, man, woo, they they got a good chance to end up last. Uh, yeah. Well, the uh the Browns, as we we mentioned uh, against the Dolphins, they got spanked. Nick Chubb did his deal. I don't know why he only has eleven carries. I don't care what the score is. I've said this before. When you have somebody like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, it doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. You give them the ball. I know we make fun of the Falcons for running the ball no matter what, but the Falcons don't have Nick Chubb. They don't have Derrick Henry. You get them the ball regardless of anything. I mean, he got the ball eleven times. He averaged almost six yards of rush. Yeah. Like, come on, what are we doing here? And he scored. Uh, and outside of that, unless you had Donovan Peoples Jones as a flyer in your flex. With five catches for 99 yards, that was it for you and the Browns. Tua looked great again. They only had seven incompletions all game for 285 yards and three scores through the air. I know Raheem Mostert's considered the starter, but this was a Rashad White deal. And I know it's only Jeffrey Wilson's second week in Miami, but 17 carries, uh, nine more than Mostert, and – uh, basically 60 yards more than Mostert. Both of them scored, so that was good. Um, letdown game-ish, if you want to call it, for Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Four for 66 for Waddle, Tyreek Hill only five for 44, but Waddle did find the end zone. The other guys were Trent Sherfield and Alec Ingold who scored, so that uh, that helped literally Hill, no one. Hill scored, not Waddle. Uh, that's what I meant to say, so oh. if I screwed that up, my apologies. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, it was one of those games where a lot of stats were most of it was in the rushing game. And that Jeff Wilson, boy, he looks made for that offense, doesn't he? Oh, my gosh, he looks good. I Even like him last year, I, I don't remember him looking this good, but he has got pop and he can move, man. Yeah, the problem with him and most are both is they just can't stay on the field. We'll see how many more games they both 
they both last because, I mean, they really find a way to get hurt. Uh, Chubb looked good, but again, it was game script. They were behind the whole time. I agree with you that six yards of rust, give them at least a few more, but uh, when you're behind at least two scores pretty much the entire game, it's throw, 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 and Jacoby Brissett is just not that guy. But they'll have Watson back. Sean Watson's able to start practicing this week, so he'll be back for week 13. And we'll see how that all goes. That should be pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that, to be honest with you. I don't either. I just try to keep my mind off of You know, neither one of us are big fans of his uh, ways. But uh, Well, we'll not even that. Just the fact that I don't even know how good he's going to be when he's on the field. Yeah, he might be awful. I'm sure he's going to have a little bit of rust, but. Yeah, I don't know. He can't be – my thought would be he can't be much worse than Jacoby Brissett. That's fair. You know, yep, yep, that's fair. I'll take that. What is, What was definitely the game of the week? The Vikings beat the Bills. Now, you know that I enjoy chaos, so I love seeing the Bills lose at home, mind you. Um, but I don't like the Vikings winning because now the Eagles and the Vikings share the same record. Eagles have the tiebreaker because they beat the Vikings – uh, but regardless, I would have much rather seen them lost. And Kirk Cousins didn't have the greatest game. He th- threw 50 no. times. He had 350 yards, but he only had one pass or one touchdown through the air and two picks. Dalvin Cook also, it took him three and three quarters quarters to um, to do anything on the ground. He had uh, something like 11 carries for like 17 yards and then he broke in like something what was it 84 yard touchdown yeah, run something like that and then yeah and then he did a little bit better after that in the fourth quarter and overtime uh so that was okay and then Justin Jefferson outside of him and his 10 for 193 a touchdown and one of the greatest catches you may ever see on a fourth down was it fourth and 15 fourth and something 18. like that oh my gosh he goes up one-handed the defender had the ball in his hands yep. and he just ripped yeah. it away you this that guy's incredible. You you seen the little quote that Kirk gave him, right? He uh, says there coming out of the tunnel, he said, I might just throw this one up to you. That's what he did. He oh, just really? chucked it up there and got peppered and and yeah, he told him to leave him the huddle. I'm just gonna chuck this up to you. That's, That's... what he did. Yeah, oh man, it makes me maybe I could be an NFL quarterback. It was crazy, dude. That 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 was really nuts. It, that the catch itself was nuts, but the fact that the the DB had it both hands on it, he just ripped yeah. it out with one hand, still somehow held on to it as he slammed to the to the ground. Crazy. crazy! All all the DB had to do, and he said afterwards in interviews, you know, this week, if he would have just swatted it, game over. But he tried to make the big play, which doesn't even make sense on fourth down because you just lost, you know, twenty twenty five yards of field position anyway by catching it. But I guess in the moment, yeah, you, you, that that sort of goes by the wayside. Yep, and then Josh Allen, his stats were basically the same as Kirk Cousins. The only thing that separated them as far as fantasy goes is Josh Allen had 84 yards rushing. Yeah. Um, Devin Singletary had two touchdowns on the ground. Stephon Diggs went 12 for 128 and gave Davis six for 93 and a score. I'll tell you what was weird, though, is that in a half-point scoring, Devin Singletary had, I think, somewhere in the like 14 points because he ended up fumbling as well, if memory serves me right. I wonder what the record is. I wonder what the record is for least points, fantasy points scored while scoring two touchdowns. Because if you score two touchdowns and you still only end up with like 14 and a half points, that's tough to do. Yeah, in our league, he got 15.2. But you're right. Yeah, that's (laughs) 
That's tough you know for two saying? teams. There's 12 right by itself. You know, it's funny. We were talking yeah. about Mariota and, you know, a not stellar 18.5. He still outscored Josh Allen's and Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. NFL is a fickle beast. It sure is, my friend. It sure um, is. Other than that, Buffalo had their normal guys getting a lot of yardage, some touchdowns here and there. And boy, who, who would have thought it after 10 weeks, Buffalo would be the number three team in the not just the AFC but the AFC East of which some we talked about running the season how crazy if the first time ever all four teams from a division would make the playoffs right now they are the what the they're like the two and then five six seven I think or some along those lines in the playoffs well here's the deal if the Jets win this week and the Bills lose I'm pretty sure the Jets are first in the AFC East. If the Jets lose and the Bills win, I'm pretty sure the Jets are last in the wow. AFC East. I mean, is that crazy or what? Yeah, it's not. Because the, the Jets Dolphins, are playing the Yeah, the Dolphins the are Jets there are playing too, the, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Jets are playing the Patriots. So obviously that, you know, matters right. more with the standings of the AFC East. Right. But still it's crazy to think if you win, you could be first in your division. If you lose, you'd be last in your division. Yeah. yeah this has gotten pretty crazy. I love it. And yeah, I'm rooting for the Jets. It makes things so much more interesting. And, and what I love, too, for fantasy, especially in our once and done, which, unlike normal leagues, goes the whole way through week 18, mm-hmm. it puts Josh Allen in meaningful games. Oh, that's it puts, true. It puts Tyreek in meaningful games because winning your yeah. division is gets you a home game. Right. Or a bye. Potentially. Depending. Potentially. Yeah. They only get – there's only one now, and – the Chiefs might run away with that, but then again, they might hit a rough patch too and lose a couple games that they don't expect. This NFL stuff is crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, another thing that's crazy. How about the Lions pulling out the NFC North win against the Chicago Bears? Jared Goff was eh. Jamal Williams was eh, except he found the end zone. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I love his six carries for six <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Wow. That's great. And then Amon Ra, St. Brown, 10 catches for 119. Uh, I, I, he's not going to do what he did last year and be, what was it, wide receiver six over the last yeah. – or uh, it might have been better than that, wide receiver four over the last six weeks or something like that. Um, but someone who is doing that in a different position is Justin Fields. Over the last four weeks, I think he is QB one or two. He's one. He's Yeah. Is he one? Yeah, he's yeah, because up there the last sure. two weeks alone, he's had, I believe, eighty-nine points. And yeah, well, dude can't throw for sure. Weeks. Twelve for twenty for a buck sixty-seven, two touchdowns and a pick. But when you have thirteen carries for one forty-seven and two rushing touchdowns, he had what a seventy-yard rushing score. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah, so it was close to that. Yeah. And then your your boy, Cole Komet, you started baby. Cole Komet, man, four believe for seventy-four. It. He's got four touchdowns in two weeks, Cole Komet. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing well. I think he had one the week before, too. I think that's five and three weeks. He What it is, he blocks for these little plays, and then he just sort of leaks out when Fields rolls out. The whole defense crashes down on Fields, and there's Komet just standing there wide open, nobody within seven, eight yards of him all the time. It's really surprising he doesn't doesn't get more. But he, here's what here's what's going to tick me off, is that much like Joe Mixon going from RB like 14 to RB five or four in one week. Yeah. These last two weeks are going to make Cole Komet maybe a top six tight end mm-hmm. by the end of the year. 
And everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Cole Komet was garbage all year except for two or three weeks. And people are going to draft him once again much higher than he needs to go. And, well, I guess it's not going to annoy me. It's going to annoy me people. It's make you happy. Yeah, people's idiots. Some joker's going to take him as the tight end four. And we can just sit there and giggle and me and my beer, you and your your bourbon and – and take somebody who does just as well as him more consistently seven rounds later. Yeah. But if he keeps um, this up, it's going to be a hard sell because he's you're right. He's man. He's looking good. He, he's getting the ball and he's doing some with it. I'll at least give him that. The Broncos lost to the Titans 10 to 17. Um, but your fantasy teams don't know it. They're not even sure anyone played and that's including Derrick Henry. 19 carries, 53 yeah. yards, under three yards a, a rush. I mean, what, Nick Nick Westbrook-Akine, he scored twice. Nobody cares. Ryan Tannehill, if you had to stream him, I guess he was okay for you. He probably got you, I don't know, seven, 16 to 18 points. That's it, man. There was nothing going here. Me and you both started Jerry Judy in uh, one and done. Don't but, remind uh, me. Going out in the first quarter, buddy. That's tough. First quarter. It's the first play from scrimmage. Yeah. The first, the very first play after the kickoff. It wasn't, yeah, just ugliness. You you text me because I wasn't watching at the time. Um, and I because I had my daughter. We we're I forget what we were doing, but we weren't even home. And uh I'm like, oh, that's nice. It's just fitting for my week after my poor Thursday. And I was crazy, dude. And you of course that was only the beginning of your bad luck, but Oh, yeah, dude, it was very rough, very rough week. And it's just uh, my three receivers I started were Darnell Mooney, who was fine, except Cole Komet stole all of his touchdowns. Yeah. Um, if he would have scored one touchdown, then we're, then we're great. Four for 57 a score, I think it was, if if Mooney would have got the score. And then I had, on top of Judy, I had Juju Smith-Schuster, who went out in, you know, I think he had one or two catches when he went out. So yeah. it was it was a rough week for me, but uh, still in the playoff hunt. Oh wow! Who caught that? That's Christian Watson. Did he just score? Um, no, I don't believe so. I believe he but, did. Um, oh, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. So you are behind me far enough that uh, that play has already been over, and they've already kicked off. So mm-hmm. uh, it's all good. Yes, for those of you who are listening and watching, we uh, we have the Thursday night game is playing. Um, Right well, now, yes, I should have played him. We talked about this before the show. We both considered playing him and decided we, uh, we needed to see more before we pull the trigger. We did. What I don't want to see more of are the New York Giants being seven and two. They keep pulling out these terribly ugly wins, um, but good for them and Giants fans everywhere. Davis Mills, three hundred yards through the air. How about it? One touchdown, one pick. Uh, I have to start him in a season-long league. Uh, due to buys and and injuries at the quarterback position. So hopefully he does something for me this week. Damian Pierce, 94 yards on the ground. This guy is legit, man. I I missed it on him. I thought his lack of use, if your college team isn't going to use you, why would an NFL team? And I was wrong, man. Listen, I'll tell you when I'm right. I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I was wrong. And But the only other guy, Nico Collins, 5 for 49 and a touchdown. You'll take that from – I mean, you'll take that from your wide, wide receiver too. The yeah. way uh, the way the season's going this year, Daniel Jones did not get 200 yards passing, but he did get two scores through the air um, and 24 yards on the ground. 
We may be talking about Daniel Jones a little later in our episode here. I don't know how often Saquon Barkley can get 35 carries in a game, but uh, the Giants may need to do that to to keep keep these. It really is. 152 yards and a score. So obviously as a fantasy owner, you love it, but yeah. I don't know about I, that. I, I can't, for the life of me, I can't figure out why you can't get Braid in there for one or two more series to at least get him down to 28 carries. 35, you just can't, you're right, you can't keep that up. I don't care how much of a beast you are. That's going to that's gonna catch up to him. I mean, that, that's past Derrick Henry numbers. 35? That's, 35. I mean, what is this, 1987 Walter Payton? Like, that come would on. be, for the season, over 600 carries. <laughs> we can't be doing this actually you know what new york go ahead go ahead as an eagles fan keep it up but as a football fan and a fantasy guy come on give this guy a break yeah and did you know i'm sure you probably saw this week that daniel jones is uh, the number four rushing quarterback on the season right now yeah but Hard he's always clock. had that in his back he's always had that in his back pocket he just bit, hasn't yeah. been able to unleash it but it's just surprising that it's he's number four well, I mean, what do you got? Hertz, Allen, and Jackson ahead of him? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see it. Um, What I couldn't see was the Jaguars beating the Chiefs, and obviously that did not happen. Uh, Chiefs won by 10, but the Jaguars didn't look terrible. I actually enjoyed I thought Trevor Lawrence was all right. He wasn't great. He wasn't, you know, dominating in any way, but uh, especially in the fourth quarter, he, he – at least made it interesting like hey you know the Jaguars are putting up some points there might maybe there might be something here uh but he had 250 yards passing two touchdowns a uh, couple more yards on the ground so that was good and you mentioned Christian Kirk earlier in the show nine catches 105 and both of Trevor Lawrence's touchdowns went to him uh ETN down game which made me sad because this was the week I started him in one and done so that did not work out for me he only ended up with like I don't know 70 couple uh, total yards and uh, no scores for him, obviously. 8.8 points. It'll likely be from a few weeks ago till the end of the season, his lowest output, barring an injury. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Um, Patty Mahomes, he's – gosh, he's good, man. 330 yards to the air, four touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but who really cares? Isaiah Pacheco, 82 yards on the ground, 16 carries. Next closest um, running back had one carry, and that was Jarek McKinnon. He has a stranglehold on this backfield right now, and good for the Chiefs because they have um, the wiggle room to see what this rookie can do. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey did his thing. MVS had one of his three or four games where he's going to be decent. Uh, and then Kadarius Tony, first game he plays, he faked an injury all year for the Giants. Good for him. Mm. This might go down in history as one of the smartest moves in 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 all in all time for the NFL. But Kadir's Tony faking an injury for a Giants team who was seven and two. They have the same seven record. and two. He just he's just the epitome of a selfish player. But yes, you're right. For him, yes. a very shrewd move. Right. We go to we go to Kansas City with uh, Patrick Mahomes, and we go four for fifty seven and a touchdown. And he might be the number one guy coming into this week because MVS. Let's see, MVS is sick or hurt or both. Yeah, but he practiced today. Juju's got a concussion. He's out. And and Miko Hardman is uh, on injured reserve. Yeah, they're still on the IR today. He's got something wrong with his belly. This might be the the most 
like sly move in the history of football right here. It could work out. I, I'm like, I'm very seriously. I don't have him in my lineup now, but I'm very seriously considering putting him in the once and done. If he gets uh, out there as the number one guy, how can you not? I'm telling you right now, if he ends up being the number one receiver, he will be in my lineup. Yeah, we'll see. I, we'll see. I don't know how you can't. I, I, I'm with you. I, the, the only thing there is we, we might not know until you've already had some other guys you wanted to play. Because I believe they're the the late game on Sunday, the eight eight o'clock game. But uh, I don't think you can really get wrong with him either way. This is going to be most likely a high scoring affair. Yeah. Uh, what was not a high scoring affair was uh, the Saints losing to the Steelers. Um, and as much as I love the final score, this game was very very dull. Um, no one did anything unless you had to start Jawan Johnson for the Saints. Uh, he simply because he uh, he scored a touchdown. And uh, Nashi Harris, almost 100 yards rushing, 99. And then Deontay Johnson, four for 63. But other than that, man, this was this was not good, dude. I, 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 your boy George Pickens had a rushing touchdown. Of yeah, I, I didn't get to see offense. it. I haven't seen that. Are they going to – I would love for them to start using him in a, in a, a Debo-type manner. He's got the size and speed to do it. I'll be honest. Well, he he's got the height. He's not. Well, yeah, yeah, he's not as thick, but I think he. But could if you if you go back and watch the play, it was a good looking play. Was it? Yeah, I, I'll have to do it. Uh, the Saints. It turns out that our buddy Jameis Winston must be far more injured than what 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 they're leading believe. And what's his name? Was it Dennis Allen? Actually, came out this week and said, "Yeah, he's just not really ready for every down play." Because Andy Dalton, there's a chance that the, the Red Rocket is now the worst starter in the league. But the guy that goes out and starts every single week, he's a, he's just awful. And it just kills these receivers. Poor Chris Olave. Uh Steelers, they honestly didn't look bad. Harris finally, at least it's someone average just under five yards of carry. Warren still looked better. But as of uh, right now, I got I have Olave saved for the playoffs and the one and done. Well, and I don't know. Hope, I don't know how I feel about it. You better hope that the Red Rocket gets hurt then, because that's more than likely. The, if he if he didn't get benched after these last couple weeks, he's not getting benched un, unless he gets hurt, because he's just been awful, awful. Um, you know who you know who wasn't awful, Me? and uh it's debatable. Fair enough. Uh, but Jeff Saturday, the Colts, and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan gets benched for that. Sam Ellinger is definitely the worst starter in football. Matt Ryan comes out and has seven incompletions against the Raiders. I know the Raiders have a terrible defense, but sure 21 do. for 28 against anyone yeah. is pretty good in the NFL. Absolutely. Only one touchdown, only 200 yards. It's all good, but you didn't need to because, hey, welcome back. Number one overall fantasy pick, Jonathan Taylor, 147 yeah. yards on the ground and a score. Matt Ryan, I know only threw for a touchdown, one touchdown, but he did run for one. And don't look now, but Paris Campbell is a thing. I hate to say it because I I hate Ohio State, um, and I wasn't big on him coming out. And it took what seven years for him to be, you know, get off the injury bug. But he has performed like four of the last six weeks. He's been a decent fantasy performer. And uh, good for him, man. No, good for no, him. not good for him. It is good for him. No, Michael, it's not. And, and, yes, it is. Michael Pittman was peppered with targets as well. Seven catches, 
He just needed to score a touchdown. But listen, it is good for Paris Campbell. I don't care about no, no Paris <laughs> Campbell. I played it's in week okay two to- or three of the league the week that Alec Pierce and Penn were both out. He got me a grand total of zero catches on five targets for zero yards and zero touchdowns. Because I is love okay. zero points in the ones and done. It's, it's wonderful. It's so helpful. It is okay, Kevin, to be happy for someone else. I'm not going to be happy for him. I'm happy for others, but I'm not happy for him. Are you happy that Derek Carr was decent for fantasy? Didn't really care. I didn't play him. Are you happy that Josh Jacobs was good for fantasy? Yeah, I like Josh Jacobs. I root for I root for him. Okay, so literally the only guys that you could really start for now, unfortunately, I had to start Matt Collins uh in a league with three wide receivers and two flexes. Um, but of all the guys that you could have started or were willing to start were Carr, Jacobs, Adams, and Foster Moreau with Darren Waller out, and they all did well for you. You were they you did. were happy they with did. with all those guys. So absolutely you know, they all scored all of them in double digits. Tight end is bad anymore. As... A tight end gets eleven point eight. You're freaking, you I know, uh, uh, good for joy. Yeah, pig and slop on that one. That's amazing. I know it's so wild. Um, but uh, so yeah, I mean, you're happy with all those. As terrible as the Raiders are, you're happy with with all of that. And we all have to mention one more thing for Matt Ryan is that I'm pretty sure this was his highest rushing output of his career. I heard somewhere thirty eight yards. Oh, what? maybe I think he had his longest rush. So it was one of those things. It was either okay. the most rushing yards he's ever had or his longest rush. One of those gotcha. two is true. Gotcha. Uh, but my favorite thing about the whole deal is that um, Jeff Saturday came out in the interview after the game, and he was like, here's the deal, folks. I know people are talking junk on me. Other coaches and stuff mm-hmm. are like saying how ridiculous this is. And he's like, as a head coach, I don't know what I'm doing. But here's what I do know. I played in this league for a long time, played on teams that were great for a long time. Yep. I got a Super Bowl under my belt. And you know what else I know? I know what I don't know. And I know the, these other coaches, they know what they're doing, and I'm going to be smart enough to get out of the way. Jeffrey Laurie, we talked about him as an owner. He gets out of the way. Jeff Saturday smart enough to get these guys going, get them riled up, coach these men, and then get out of the way when it's not your turn. Let the coaches that know what they're doing, the offensive coordinators, the defensive coordinators, the position coaches, let them do their jobs. That's so important. Oh, yeah. And he's willing to do that. And that is that can the, the importance of that cannot be understated. The thing with this whole thing just comes out of nothing more than a jealousy thing. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a dude who was uh what four or five time Pro Bowler. He's won Super Bowls. He's played with freaking Peyton Manning. He's he knows football. He's a very respected guy. He gets offered a dream job. Why would he say no? I mean, really, like all these other players are now coming out and said, if somebody offers me a job, I'm taking it too. I don't care who else likes it. I don't get it. It's not like, say say you picked uh, somebody that never played it down to football and you decide he's, but he was a good manager of the, the local Home Depot. Let's make him head coach. Well, that wouldn't make a lot of sense. I'd buy what they're selling there. But this isn't a guy who just learned football a couple of weeks ago. I, 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 it's mind-boggling the whole thing. How much crap he's getting, and the thing is, why is he getting it? Why would Ursay's the guy they should be mad at? He's the one that did it. I love it this, and I hope it continues to work, and I hope it shakes up the whole thing because it makes a lot more sense to to hire somebody like this than to keep hiring the same retreads year after year. A guy sucked for this team, team A, team B, team C. 
Team C had a losing record problem, but we think Team D, he's going to come in here and shape things up right quick, and we're going to win a Super Bowl. Makes no sense. So I really am rooting for the guy. Let's say, let's say you are Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders. Josh McDaniels, this is not going well. Ugh. And let's say Rich Gannon walks in your office and says, look, coach, I played here for a while. You know, I should have been to a Super Bowl if not for the Tom Brady tuck rule. Won some games, you know, was coached by John Gruden. Now, granted, that didn't work out for him. But, I, you know, I've, I've been around decent coaching. He's a league MVP. Right. And he says, but mostly – I'm going to hire a great offensive coordinator and a great defensive coordinator, and I'm just going to get out of the way. How's that sound for you? Yeah, done. What? Yes, that's what I want. Yeah, I, I want a guy who's great at managing men, who can motivate my yeah. guys, who can make other guys want to come play for me, right? I mean, how good is Jeff Saturday going to be at recruiting? I know it's not college, but it's still recruiting in oh, the yeah. NFL. Absolutely. Free agency period for sure. Get them here and then hire great coaches. And as a former player, he knows how players want to be treated. Yes. A lot of these coaches, yes. they, they were involved in football their whole lives. Almost all of them played at some level. But they've been coaching for so long, they forgot all that. They These guys, man, they went out and played their butts off for him. I mean, they played a really strong game. I know it's just against the Raiders, but they played a nice game. Oh, but, but what about Bill Belichick? He's, he's like Nick Saban in college. Yeah, that is that is the exception to the rule. There's only one Bill Belichick. Yeah, you know, the the whole thing's a crock. I hope it works out, and I hope they start shaking some things up. And you know me, the more anything like that pisses off a lot of people, the happier I am. So <laughs> let's roll with it. Great job, Jeff Saturday. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing we need to keep rolling is the the Cowboys losing games. How about the Green Bay Packers, thirty-one twenty-eight over the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I know it was a road game for Dallas, but you you got to beat Green Bay. They're they're not a good football team. Right. That being said, they played the Eagles a couple of weeks, so we'll see how that goes. Dak Prescott three touchdowns through the air, but also two picks. Tony Pollard looked great again. Set a career high in carries, buddy. Twenty two carries, one fifteen and a score. Um, and then my two guys that I have in various leagues, C.D. Lamb, finally. A big, huge breakout game, 11 for 150 and two. Need more of that. And then Dalton Schultz. So uh, for the first time, possibly in the history of fantasy football, um, a good move was made Sunday at about noon where I <clears throat> finally found out that um, Matt Ron or I'm sorry, Matt Stafford probably wasn't going to play for the Rams. And yeah. I benched Higby in the once and done, and I started Dalton Schultz. Who went six for fifty four in a score? So, but Higby had a good never game. Never happens. What, no, what I'm saying is it net what that it's the oh, only time in history. But you played a good, smart a move. You move did happen. get more points right. than you would have. Right. Okay. Because Higby had right. what like wasn't he like eight ca eight catches on eight targets for some amount of yards? Because I played in the week before when he had zero catches on one target. Yeah, he he was eight for seventy three, but um, Schultz found the end zone, so it was. Okay. It, it it wasn't like a huge difference, but it was it, it, that doesn't happen. You gotcha. usually make that switch, and then it's like, okay, one guy, the guy switched to score two, while the gotcha. other guy went off. So uh, and then the, the Packers. Oh yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Aaron Rodgers. You know, only completed fourteen passes, yeah. but he had two hundred twenty-four yards and three scores through the air. All of them going to our guy mm -hmm. Christian Watson. 
we saw like it. Fools, yeah. We looked the like fools first, for the first half know, of the we season. Did. We did. Well, he was battling injuries. He was, and but guy, still, it didn't make us listen, look any smarter. Unlike everybody else around us, this guy can't catch a cold. But if, if he does finally put his hands on a football, it's magical. 27 yards per catch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aaron Jones, 138 yards on the ground, a touchdown. A.J. Dillon actually did pretty well, finally. But, um, man. Christian Watson was the story here. He looked so and and he stopped running on a route. He, he should have scored again. It would have been right perfectly. The mistake three drops in the game. Four catches, I three know. drops. So many, so many mistakes from him, yeah. which is so irritating. But he's coming around next year, at two years from now, this he could be the guy. Yeah. As long as I hope, like we talked today, hopefully Rogers will stick around for him. Aaron Jones was great. Actually, AJ Dillon was 13 for 65. He averaged five yards a carry. So he wasn't bad. CD Lamb was uncoverable. I, I watched the majority of this game and it was he just uncoverable. It was almost it was like watching Cooper Cup Jr. Just it was beautiful. They just weren't going to cover him. But the craziest stat from this whole game, and I'm sure you've seen it in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, 62 years. Entering the fourth quarter with 14-point lead or more, they were 195-0. and 195-0, and 0, leading by at least two touchdowns going the fourth quarter in their history, and they finally Until. lost. Yeah, 195-1 and one now. Good. Great. Grand. Nuts. My favorite. Nuts. Um, The battle of the backup QBs. John Wolford. Takes on Colt McCoy. Um, and uh, honestly, my favorite part about this game wasn't that James Conner went. It's his backfield now, just just so we're straight. Yeah. Eno Benjamin got cut because he was unhappy and probably voiced his opinion to the coaching staff in an inappropriate way. Um, this is James Conner's backfield. Okay, he got over 20 carries, two touchdowns. He was incredibly inefficient, but he got to the end zone twice. DeAndre Hopkins was great. Rondale Moore was great. No touchdowns for them, but lots of catches, 90-some yards for both. Um, Wolford was not good. Obviously, McCoy was not great. Uh, no one on the on the ground was great for the Rams. And we mentioned Tyler Higby was best through the air, 8 for 73. None of these stats really matter. My favorite part of this, and this is so petty of me, I am just so pumped that the Cardinals won without Kyler Murray. Oh, I know too. that the Rams also didn't have Stafford. But they might have won with Stafford, to be honest with you. And it just makes me so happy that they won without Kyler Murray because he is hes one of my least favorite players in all of football. Yeah, he's whiny. Gosh, he's, he's whiny. the worst. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I love that. And Cole McCoy actually played well. Um, yeah, I, I expect Kingsbury to be going after this year and Kyler Murray to be going within about two more years. They're just going to – when you can't produce results sooner or later – Ownership management is going to get tired of the whole whiny story. It's fun when you're winning. Nobody pays any mind. That whole song and dance he pulls all the time isn't going to work when he's losing, 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 losing. It depends on that contract for Kyler Murray. Well, it's big, but you and I both realize by now that the salary cap is partially real, partially fictional. Um, so if they have to, they'll find a way to get rid of them and just absorb it if they need to. Cause hell, they're playing Colt McCoy. Oh, there it was. I said hell. 
didn't get the whole way through. Um, <laughs> but uh, you you could pay Colt McCoy a tenth of what he's making and still get at least as good a result, if not better. He just isn't going to get the rushing yards. Right. Um, in our next game, QB fifteen fantasy QB fifteen Justin Herbert. I it just doesn't even feel right coming out coming rolling off of my tongue that he is QB fifteen at at week ten. But see, He's I only I, I was talking with Whitey the other day, and I don't think go. this is that crazy because he was lighting it up until he got his ribs all bruised up, and he's just not been the same since. I'm saying preseason, like when when you went into the season. No, I know, I, I like, know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you what you're saying. Nobody would have thought that uh, unless he was injured. And I, that's what I think. He had an injury that isn't enough to knock him out really of games, but enough to really affect him. I think if that hadn't happened, he'd be a top five, six, seven guy. I, I really think that that's affected him a lot more than what he or the Chargers would allow or anyone to think. That's and he's all. also lost his top two receivers. Doesn't help. I mean, doesn't help well, for sure. For sure. Uh, and might be it, back this week. See if they each make it out of the first quarter. Right. Well, Because they might not. That's not really even being funny. They really might not. Um, Keenan <laughs> Allen didn't last time. Yeah. What game? We, was it first quarter week two? I, I think they allowed him to go into the second quarter, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. He had one catch in the first quarter. And, um, and Mike Williams is always one step away from tearing a hammy. Yeah. Well, this one was an ankle, so at least it's not soft tissue. Yeah. I, I know. I'm just uh, saying, and, but his history is yeah. one step but away no, from oh, done. For sure. And uh, if your name's not DeAndre Carter on a flyer there, you uh, were not happy, honestly, with any. You're not even Austin yeah. Eckler. He, yeah, they didn't score no. in the second half. I mean, their their leading rusher was Eckler with 24 yards. Only six carries. I know. I know. It's a, It's really absurd. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had been on a roll until now, but why throw the ball when you can just rush for two touchdowns against the Chargers? And uh, one of, none of them being by your best running back on the day, which wasn't Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Christian McCaffrey averaged less than three yards a carry. Meanwhile, Elijah Mitchell comes back from injury. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? 18 carries, 89 yards, five yards a carry. You know what I'm going to say? Shanna Hannigans. Let's hear it. Shanna yes. freaking Hannigans. He yes. straight up said in his interview, what, yesterday or Tuesday, this is how it's going to be the rest of the season. I have no desire at all to run either one out for the whole game. They're going to split carry, split series for the rest of the year. As long as they're both healthy, they're going to have equal opportunities. Straight up, and, straight. Those are like yeah, his it, words. Equal opportunities for the rest of the season. And with Garoppolo not throwing any touchdown passes, no receiver was really worth having. Brandon Ayuk went six for eighty-four. It's okay. I, I'm worried about Debo Samuel, man. I am yes. worried. Now that they have a rushing game again, it's just that he's just not being used the same. The pass routes he runs are rarely open, and Ayuk is the beneficiary of all that talent all around him. IU is the guy that, that gets to do it. So let me ask you, what's worse? Um, now nah, forget it. We'll 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 move on. We. Uh, well, I'm get... excited now about your what's worse question. What's worse, Shanna Hannigans or Bellatrix? Shanna Hannigans. You think that's worse? 
Yeah, because I never ever with, with with Belichick, I don't trust any of these people to ever even think about playing any of those people. Really, this thing okay. and you you right. trade okay. you do this thing for a half, right. you bring him in like the best running back in the league, and you straight up say, "Well, I know that, but I don't care. I'm going to give this other guy equal opportunities." Matter of fact, I'm going to give him more opportunities than the best running back. He he just straight up tells you to your face, I don't really care anything. I'm going to do this. If you don't like it, who cares? Belichick, you could have four touchdowns this week, next week, your bench, right. and next week, three touchdowns, it's, and next week you're traded. But it's what was it, Jonah, <laughs> Jonas Gray? Yes, that he caught him three weeks after a four touchdown night, and he went to the Dolphins. And there's always Brandon Bolden always had a three yes, touchdown it's week, just one madness. a year. All right. There's like four so, or five so, guys every week. It's but the so Bellatrix drives me freaking nuts. Got it. And you know what? I was thinking Bellatrix was worse because there were always those you never a you never know who it was, but you never know who it is for either one of them. But at least for Shanahan, maybe you started the guy. Because of Bellatrix, it could be Rex Burkhead, yeah. it could be Jonas Gray or whoever that You're was. Right. Your guy might not be even any. be dressed. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you find out 10 minutes before the game that he's a healthy scratch because he, he doesn't care that he scored three TDs and had 120 yards last week. It doesn't fit this this team, so he's and, out this week. And you and you missed that name of the guy you never heard of who they activated from the practice squad who's going yes. to get 25 carries. Got it's, it, okay. so freaking crazy. So with him, you All don't right. even deal with it. But, man, Shanahan against it's it's mind by It's like he can't get out of the way of himself. Like he's so smart, and he's like a victim of his own intelligence. It's his dad. His dad did the same thing. No he one did, ever heard of Olandis. Are you kidding me? Olandis, Gary, Sean Drone. Like they were thousand yard rushers for the Broncos back in the day. Yeah, there were. Old Terrell Davis, boy, he was dreamy. His knees started blowing apart. I I don't know, he, dude. It uh, it all drives me nuts. But this whole thing, you go out of your way to do all this for McCaffrey. Send Jeff Wilson packing so he can crush it in Miami. And then you put his backup in the game more than than him. I I, I love that the, the starter got hurt in San Francisco. The starter got hurt. The backup dominated. They bring in the new starter, trade away the backup, who is now the starter at another team. Yeah. And the starter in the beginning of the year is now the backup but might be the starter now. Yeah. And the star and the Why? guy who that the backup went to go to Miami replaced the starter who used to be the starter and then was the backup previously <laughs> last year yes. in San Francisco. <laughs> and he started as a backup this year. Yes. And it yes. The yes, he did. And now that guy's in slanging it for the Broncos. Oh, Man. And meanwhile, it turns out Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are like best friends, like big brother, little brother, and freaking adore each other. Are you are you familiar with um It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I know the show, but I've never seen it. Have you seen the meme with Charlie and he's got like all these pins in a board and there's like all these strings? Oh man, I'll have to send it to you, but that is exactly what I picture when I picture this whole all like how everybody's running back type thing. Yes, the running backs and the dolphins and the niners and the and Bellatrix and again when you're winning games, all this nobody care us we fantasy people, it annoys us. But if you're just a Niners fan or Dolphins fan, you don't care because you're winning games. For sure. Right? For sure. And I know the coaches Um, don't give a crap what we think. 
Uh, well, obviously. the My least favorite game of the week, it was the final one where the Washington Commanders, technically the final score was 32-21, uh, and technically the Eagles had four turnovers, but it was like one of those weird last play, you know, yeah. lateral deals. Stanford Van game. Right, yeah. and when it happened, as soon as it happened, I saw who the last Eagle was to touch the Loved football, it. It. and I texted – Right, I was going to I was going against Devonta Smith too, but I texted a bunch of people and I was like, "How many teams just lost because Devonta Smith got that uh, quote air quote fumble on the last play when he's just trying to throw it backwards at somebody, and the and the commander scoop it up? Oh, boy, I would be I'll be furious. Now that being said, I I sent you this text is on Brian Robinson's second to last carry. I won one of my weeks. I ended up winning by like 0.6 because he had, you know, those last two carries put me 0.6 above. It was close. Uh, But anyway, Taylor Heineke, not a good performance stat wise, but made a couple very big plays um, to, to seal this win. Brian Robinson uh, did his best Saquon Barkley with 26 carries on the ground. Not efficient at all. Neither was Antonio Gibson with his 14 carries. Uh, but they both scored. Terry McLaurin pulled. He did his best Cooper Cup. I don't know. I think the Eagles were playing a lot of zone. These guys were open all night long. And Now, I know the other guys didn't have many catches, but it was like, Oh, this guy's wide open. Oh, it's Curtis Samuel for his, his two catches. Or Diami uh, Brown, he was wide open one time for his one catch. But these dudes were just – there was no one around them at times. I, I don't know what was going on with this defense. Um, you got Darius Slay and James Bradbury. We got to shut these folks down. And Jalen Hurts, he was fine. He got you a rushing touchdown, which was good. His rushing yards have really uh, slacked in the last few weeks. And he only threw for 175 through there, but he did have two touchdowns. Um, what's his name? AJ Brown. He oh, one catch for seven yards, but he did get hurt in the beginning yeah, of the game. Just a decoy mostly, right? Goddard scored and Devonta Smith scored. Um, but obviously Goddard is now out. I believe he is on IR, so he's going for at least four weeks. AJ Brown. He's we'll see how his practice week goes. I know he was limited. Um, and Miles Sanders again looks good, but only gets twelve carries because of the game script. So not a great game for the Eagles. Yes. You mean the Eagles game script, or are you trying to say that, like, because the Eagles were so far behind, because they weren't so far behind, they were ahead a good bit of the game. He had one carry at halftime. What is your boy doing up there? So the game script, what I meant is that um, the Eagles have a game script. and That game script. Okay, that's why I asked. Because a lot of times when we say game script, we mean – Somebody didn't get a lot of runs because they were down three touchdowns yeah. halfway yeah. through the second quarter. So, so, so that was sort of an inside joke gamble that I was taking that you would pick up on that. Yeah, I was. I'm glad lying. you asked. It yeah, drove me good. freaking nuts. I was. I just. I all I needed. I told you I ended up losing by our league average by like five points because they just won't use them. And we talked that night about. I you know the numbers better than I do since it's your team. Uh, you know, he gets X number of carries. They almost never lose. He gets under those carries. They almost never win. Yet here you are. The guy's averaging four and a half yards a carry, and you give him one carry at halftime. I, I'm. Uh, it's mind-boggling to me. I really think it was just a letdown game. They could play these guys ten times. That's the only one they're going to lose. 
And, and I, I can't think that they're looking ahead either because the this week's opponent's the Colts. I don't really think it was that. I just think it was this their night. Like we said, they had four turnovers. Granted, the last one was sort of BS. But even if we didn't count that, they had as many turnovers, three, as they had the rest of the season in eight games. And here's the deal. Two of those turnovers were ridiculous. Both of those turnovers were or two of them were in receiver's hands. So Jalen Hurts made one of the best throws you will see in any game all year long. In double coverage, over both the defenders, right over the receiver's shoulder, in A.J. Brown's hands that may have scored a touchdown, was definitely, no matter what, in the red zone. The ball hit A.J. Brown's hands, and the defender took it from A.J. Brown, which doesn't happen ever, right? So there's a turnover. Uh, in which they would have at least bare minimum had a field goal. Right. And then the last, towards the end of the game, they, you know, he throws a, a bomb to Quez Watkins, catches it, falls down, gets up because nobody touches him, takes a step, and the defender pops it out, and uh, the Redskins get the ball back. Yeah, he so, was. Oh, sorry, the commanders get the ball back. Yeah, I don't think so he had like, any idea that he was there. Right. Oh, for sure. So, it, it, honestly, those two plays alone, you give Eagles points on those drives rather than the Commanders, and it's a completely different story. But, you know, that's why we play the games. Yeah, that's a whole woulda, shoulda, coulda thing. You're right. Uh, they just played a sloppy game, and they lost to a team who, I think what, the, they've won like four of their last five now, something like that, Washington? Um, Heineken's three and one, I think. Yeah. Carson yeah, Wentz is out, dude. He's out. Done. Yeah, he, he, out. Needs, he needs just fly back to L.A. They can do their Netflix special whatever you know do your thing him and marco so i I'm, I'm done with him he he needs to just go but your boys you know we'll see we'll see how things go now they they're ahead whatever tiebreaker it is they're ahead of the vikings right now i guess it's conference record yeah. no no they beat the vikings head up oh they did yeah you're right they did beat them it was what like week two something like that it's amazing you 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 put you play man coverage against the best maybe the best wide receiver in football with one of the best cornerbacks in football, and look what happens. But you play the the daggone Washington Commanders, and you're just sitting back in zone and letting them eat you up. Yeah. Well, I guess bad game planning, but I think they're still in good shape. They're still going to win a lot of games. They got better this week with their acquisitions. Um, well, Jordan yeah, Davis yeah. is expected to come back, so I, I'm not. Well, the Goddard the thing, deep- that, that's a big loss, but he'll be mm-hmm. back. Uh, they He's supposed to be back, isn't he? I don't think he's done for the season, is he? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, he came back in the game, right? yeah. in the game after that. But here's the deal: they have they have the Titans coming up, who are a good team. They have the Packers, who not a great team, but beat the the Cowboys. So we'll see. They have the Cowboys again, and two against the Giants. As easy as we thought this remaining schedule was going to be a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't look that easy now. No, it's not easy, but there's still teams that we don't really trust. I think they'll win, probably lose one more game. I, I could definitely see them going fifteen and two, maybe fourteen and three. Uh, if I had to put money on something, it'd be fourteen and three. Let's just say schedule wise and team wise, if I had to pick one of those two teams to be the number one seed right now, I would put all my money on the Eagles. Okay, I'll take that. You ready? You ready? Move and uh, look on on into sure. uh, this coming week. Sure, buddy. All right, sir. Uh, our starts of the week. Now, granted, Kevin cheats sometimes. I try to do guys that maybe aren't started by everyone. What do We're you not going to give. I cheat. What does that? I mean, to you don't you don't go out and say Patrick Mahomes, but like, oh yeah, well you know, I never uh, do that. I always have all kinds of crazy stuff, and I even preface it with the fact 
this isn't really you know, for a lot of leagues. This is more for once and done because I'm looking for deals. Uh huh. Deals. Uh, speaking of which, you're just mad because you... of my Joe Mixon pick a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm not mad about that. It as a matter of fact, angry. as a matter of fact, you have a text in your phone that says, "Good call." Do you think I buy that for a second? That was facetious. Facetious. Uh, Daniel Jones, that's also not facetious. He is at home against Detroit, who gives it the most points to quarterbacks. And I'm not sure if you just watched Justin Fields against them, but he scored quite a few points. And you mentioned how great Daniel Jones is at running the football. He is the fourth best rushing QB in the league, as you said. Yeah, I I so want to play him, but he just still, I just can't trust him. I I really just, I'm not lying. I want to put him in so bad. I want to put in Herbert in in, in a comeback game because he hasn't done crap. But man, they're playing the big Sunday. Was it? They're the Sunday night game, right? Yeah, against the Chiefs. Like, I'm going to have to throw in both of his receivers, might be coming back. I did. I can't. I'm picking two. They're my two. I'm picking two. I don't trust either one of them, but I got to pick somebody this week. I even think, I told you, I even thought about putting Jimmy G this week. He's just not throwing enough TDs. So who's your story? Who you, what quarterback are you going with? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> I can't figure it out. <laughs> Been very helpful here. It's going to be like Sunday at twelve fifty-seven. Now I finally put one of them in. All right. Well, who's your running back start for the week? Uh, Brian Robinson. Absolutely going up against the worst run de- defense in the league. Uh, McKissick might be out, which means. Gibson will be in on even more third downs than usual, which will give a little bit more first and second down work to Robinson. He won't be spelled as much. And it doesn't matter anyway. He had 20-some carries last week, so that's how I'm going with it. Hopefully this will be like a breakout game for him. As a Robinson owner, though, Gibson really bothered me because he he was on the field more than he needed to be against the He was. I agree, but I I really think they'll have to back that off a little bit simply because McKissick is likely not playing. Uh, I'm getting crazy. I'm getting crazy for my running back, buddy. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Dude, how about, and this is it. If this doesn't <sighs> pan out, I'm done and I'm over it. Kareem Hunt, he has done next to nothing this year. But the, and I just made this pick today with the change in venue of the game. The Bills have the fifth worst. They're the fifth worst against running backs in the last four weeks. The Bills are going to put up points on the Browns. The Browns defense is not good. They're playing on turf. Hunt is quick. He's elusive. And Cleveland is going to need to pass. They have shown historically that they do not throw the ball to Nick Chubb. It has to be this game that Kareem Hunt breaks out. And if not, He's droppable everywhere. Yeah, because almost all those things you said applied many of them to last week, and he did nothing. And you and I Kevin. paid the price for it. Kevin, I I, I know, I know, I, I I need him to do something. <laughs> this is it, dude. This You're, is you it. sound like one of those guys who every year says this is the year Tom Brady's falling off a cliff. No, no, they've been saying it for thirteen either. years. Well, yeah, eventually they're wrong every the year, but eventually they're going to be right. <laughs> the week. Well, this is this is it. I have no more weeks after this. After wow, this, I'm off. For for those of you listening, it's we try to give good advice. I I can't. What can I say? I played Kareem Hunt last week, but ballsy. This I is need a Bob, ball- Bobby. I need you to put on earmuffs real quick. 
this guy might have lost his mind. It's we got to really start thinking about the things he says, people. Keep that in mind. Ballsy, Kevin. Ooh, someone's got to. Someone's got to get brave. Um, Ooh, you're gonna boy. love my. You're gonna love my wide receiver pick, though. Okay, who is it? Ready? It's Chris Olave. Do you know why? Because you like five point five points. You because like the, the red Saints, rocket. The Saints are playing at home. Okay. Andy Dalton has shown that he does go to Chris Olave, but he's going against Jalen Ramsey, and Ramsey gives up a touchdown that. to receivers like this all of the time. Really There's no way. There's no way he's going to be able to stick with Chris Olave. Chris Olave's speed and route running are way too good for overblown Ramsey to uh, to stick with. And I know you love this pick. I know you love it. I, I hope you're right. The, the crazy thing is, in my league of record, I'm starting one running back and four wide receivers this week, and one of them is not Olave. Mistake. I did. I he's going to trust score. the Red Rocket. He's hard. But Olave is going to score. Get, write it down. Stamp it. Yeah, but I have in Guaranteed. I have in D Hop, Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper, and Pickens. Amari Cooper is awful on the road. He does nothing on the road. They're not playing on the road. They're playing in Detroit. Both teams are on the road. It's not a home game. It's, well, it's not an away game. game either. It's both. Okay. I'm sorry. They both have away games. They're going to be behind the whole game, like you said. This could be look at Amari Cooper's home and road splits. Look at them. Look them up. I will look at them, but I that's not going to sway me because all I have to do in New Orleans is look at the Red Rocket. It's going to be weird starting Amari Cooper when all Jacoby Brissett does is throw to Kareem Hunt. Well, if he does, then more power to you because he sure as heck didn't do it last week. Uh, who's your tight end? My well, my wide receiver, if you don't mind, oh, yeah. one. Sorry. Yeah, nah, is Mr. Rondale Moore because I think there's a chance after this week, because Hollywood, they're not certain if he'll play this week. I think even if he does, he's going to be a little limited. They're not going to throw him out there for 70 snaps. Um, I think this could be the last week that he really gets a lot of targets. Hopefully, he does something with them. Uh, I think they're what they're up against the Niners, correct? And they're they're middle of the road against receivers. And it's a Monday night game, and I like rooting for somebody on Monday nights. They are not middle of the road against receivers. Shockingly, no, shockingly, the Niners over the last four weeks have given up the third most points to receivers. Well, that's what I'm saying. But overall for the season, they're right in the middle because I just I was looking yeah. now and I looked earlier. But you're saying yeah, now it's an even better thing that they're giving up right, even yeah, more. Yeah. And I think um, Ronda Moore had, what, nine catches last week? So like that, yeah, he's just getting power targets because they don't have anybody to throw to him and D Hop. That's it. And now Ertz is out Ertz too. Is so out. yes, that's, that's the even that's more the reason one. he's going to get a few more balls. Because when I Hollywood comes back, I just can't see more getting being viable. He's going to get like five, six targets a week once once Hollywood's back. Ertz being out is your biggest sticking point, I think, because who's going to get those little short to intermediate that's targets? Him. Yeah, right, right. All right, who's your tight end? I have uh, Dolchich in. He it's up against the Raiders, who are sixth most fantasy points given up they uh, to tight ends, and they are at home. And I'm looking for having a little having a little bounce back week against the Raiders. All right. So let me give you a hypothetical situation. You are in your league of record. You just lost Dallas Goddard. Granted, this is right. hypothetical. Um, you went out on the waiver wire, and for zero dollars, maybe a dollar, you got Jawan Johnson. As your tight end, because he's been doing solid work with the with the um, Saints. Yes. However, yes. Dolchich was dropped by someone. 
how much waiver money out of it's $100 total in the year. And let's say hypothetically, you have $54 left. How much would you put on Dolchich? This is but all hypothetical. Already, but you already have Johnson. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go overboard. You've got 54 left for the year. I wouldn't go above four or five. It's just not like he's gangbusters. Like he's out there putting right. up Gronk numbers. Keep in mind, you need this, you need this tight end for four weeks. So do you prefer Johnson or Dolchich over the next four weeks? Dolchich. Right. But I but I wouldn't Look. bid the I'm just saying I wouldn't bid the farm thing that he's gonna just so outperform Johnson perform okay. Johnson that you're gonna handicap yourself for later. Okay. But that's just what I think. I mean, both of them are guys in any given week could have a huge week, or they might do what like Dolchich did last week and they had one catch. Yeah. Uh I got Foster Moreau is my guy. Denver is a bottom six defense against tight ends over the last four weeks. There's no Darren Waller. Mac Hollins hasn't done much of anything they gotta throw to someone if their car's not gonna throw to Matt Collins obviously he's gonna pepper Devontae Adams with targets why not Foster Moreau who did if I'm not mistaken find the end zone last week he did indeed didn't do much else but he did have a touchdown yeah defense Our, these tight ends will be going against each other mm. yes that's correct I'm going Cincinnati at Pittsburgh this game could be low scoring it, uh, those division matchups are always interesting. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Kenny Pickett isn't great, so the potential for a turnover is always there, and there is no run game really for Pittsburgh. But if Cincinnati does score and rack up some points, that that defense can feast because they can pin their ears back and get after that rookie QB. Could well be. Going to be freezing cold there too. High temperature up this way. Supposed to be thirty-two on Sunday. Even colder in Ooh, Pittsburgh. I like that. And thirty-mile-an-hour like winds. Yeah. Um. So, man, I like you. Might have talked me into that because right now I had the Broncos in at home against the Raiders. Uh, Broncos. I know that first game Adams actually did well against them. But Broncos are giving up the fewest points I think to fantasy receivers, lowest yards per game. They're number one in the league against the pass and. Now they've got Waller out. They got Renfro out. Not that they're using him anyway. And now we're hearing that even Adams is tweaked. So, man, that's a that could be a recipe for disaster. I think I think Derek Carr under this regime has lost all confidence. He looks like a deer in the headlights, like he was years ago. Um, I don't I don't know, man. This Raiders team, boy, they're falling apart. Is Josh McDaniels on a bigger hot seat than anybody in the league right now? They're saying no. I talked to Tuna for an hour today. He says he really wanted to come on tonight. I told you why earlier why he couldn't. Um, he says his you know things he follows, all the different things he follows the Raiders say they can't get rid of him because Mark Davis is so strapped for cash. He can't afford to pay him his 15 mil a year or whatever it is for the next five years and pay he's another still paying coach. Gruden. Yeah, he's, he's still, still paying, paying him. So he was he's stuck paying two coaches, neither one that he actually wants. But they're I don't know, man. He it, it just looks ugly. It looks very dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. So I went with the Broncos. Uh, you might want to stick with them. And and I can tell you from a college player who uh, one of my years in college playing defense, we had the fourth-ranked scoring defense in the country. We gave up less than two touchdowns a game. And uh, we were six and four because our offense was so incredibly terrible. Yeah. So I can tell you from experience that the lock, the Denver Broncos locker room is not good. I don't care what we hear. I don't care if they say, oh, everything's hunky-dory. You have two teams in college and the pros. You have a defensive team and an offensive team. 
and they create one team. But I'm telling you what, when you have a defense as stacked and as talented as the Broncos defense, and that offense can't win games for you. I mean, the defense just gave a, what, 17 points to the Titans, yeah. and they still yeah. lost? No, 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 no. That does not sit well with the players. And I guarantee it is it is a toxic environment in Denver, I guarantee you. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out and the offseason the next year to see if that offense can do something to gain the respect of the other half of the team. Well, yeah, Russ has been absolutely awful, and I don't see it changing. And his he'll, his, little, weird, his little diva status, I can't imagine, goes around. You still hear all these stories coming out of the Seahawks now, one a month about his diva ways with the team in the locker room. And I, I said, they're just, they're just trashing out. Judy's probably going to be out. Although they say he sort of practiced today. It's, I, I'm with you, dude. It, it's, it's got to be frustrating. Got to be frustrating. One, one side of the ball just can't, can't even, can barely even keep you in games. Right. Uh, and I know you love kickers. So who's your kicker? I didn't really pick one this week. I kept looking and looking and looking. I still not really decided on one. I picked one. Who is it? Will Cleveland. Lux? Cleveland kicker. Yeah. Whoever's whoever's kicking for Cleveland. Because they they like to run the ball. Kareem Hunt's gonna get a lot of yards. Is it it's still and, Cade York, isn't it? I don't know. And yeah. they're gonna go up against uh the Buffalo's defense. It's tough. They're indoors because they're in Detroit now. So they're gonna move the ball, they're gonna stall out, and he's gonna get 15 points. Okay. I mean, you you gotta do you. I'm gonna go with Will Lutz. Rams give up a boatload of points, fifth most to kickers. They'll be indoors. Also in a dome, yes. Because Red Rock will move the ball just enough that they'll he'll he'll then get him down about the thirty. He'll peter out a couple awful throws and kicks the field goals. All right, sir. Anything else? There was something I was going to say about something, but I don't remember what it was. So I guess it wasn't that important, was it? Sounds intriguing. Yes. Folks out there, that's the type of stuff you're tuning in for. Those takes <laughs> that intro about something. Oh my gosh. Please, please keep coming back for that. Uh, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, he is Kevin. I'm Bobby. Get your bell rung football podcast. Let's go. <laughs>